Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What's the Point? Hello, everybody. Today, we are talking about perfectionism. And when Yvonne texted me about this topic, I was honestly surprised we haven't talked about it before. I think we've probably hinted at it because neither one of us are perfect, but there are so many things that we can talk about related to this topic. And I know it is very relatable. So I'm so glad you texted me about it. And you're right. I can't believe we haven't talked about it before in it. Um, so if you guys remember, or if you were on Instagram last week, I posted a post about perfectionism and I was showing you in all of its glory, my cellulite. <laughs> Cause you know, we all have it, but I had been so, um, I had been so scared and fearful and gun shy about wearing swimsuits as we were in the swimsuit season. Um, because you know, in my eyes, my body wasn't perfect. You know, I have, I carry a lot of my weight on the bottom half of my body, especially around my thighs and my legs. And those are the areas that have always, I've always been the most self-conscious about. And then in the summer you have to wear swimsuits. Like what? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, so, actually, can I just wear um, a long sleeve and sweatpants? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I posted that post about perfectionism and how I've had to learn I don't want to say learn to let it go because I'm not, I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist. And when I posted that, oh my gosh, the overwhelming response was me too. Oh my gosh, I feel so seen. Thank you for posting that. It brought tears to my eyes and it brings tears to people's eyes because they feel it so deeply because they're living it or they have lived it before, you know, things that really touch you. It's because you can relate real closely to them. So I'm really excited that we're talking about perfectionism today because, man, that's a tough one. I think especially for women, it's really hard because for some reason, you know, this goes back many, many generations. We have been raised to be perfect, whatever that means, perfect women, perfect daughters, perfect sisters, perfect wives, perfect everything, right? Perfect moms. And that's just really ridiculous. So <laughs> I'm glad that um, we're talking about it and it's definitely part of a health and wellness journey because man, that perfectionism, it will eat you alive and you will not be able to fully, fully enjoy your life and relish it and enjoy all the things happening around you if you're just always worried about being perfect and making sure other people think that you're perfect. Yes. And I have kind of a little funny story about this. So I, like you said, I think as women, for sure, men too, but especially women on social media, we love. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I don't want to say we love, but we want to seem perfect. Do you know what I mean? It's just in our brain. Like sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. Well, even on our just personal Instagrams, I'm not saying WW specific or anything, but I'm in this Facebook group where like thousands of millennial girls are in it. And it's a Facebook group where we have people in there that do Photoshop and things like that. So if we take a picture, say like my hair was crazy, I can actually post it in there and say, hey, can someone trim away my flyaways? So it kind of like fixes pictures for you. Well, one time this person posted a picture and she didn't like the way her knees looked. And someone like said, hey, can you smooth out my knees? And someone commented on it and said, normalize having knees 2020. And it just really hit me like... Like, why is she caring about her knees so much? Which I do the same thing, but I was like, why don't we want to post that picture where our knee just looked, I mean, it looked like a knee, you know? 
And it's a knee. <laughs> yes. You know, it's funny that you say that normalized knees 2020, because um, a lot of the feedback I got from that post last week was about normalizing bodies. Thank you for normalizing bodies. Thank you for putting it out there. Thank you for letting us see it, you know, because like you said, Darian, on social media, everybody's trying to, you know, post the perfect picture with the perfect lighting and the perfect angle and the perfect smoothness and the perfect brightness and like perfect, perfect, perfect. But that's not real. You know, it's not real. And sometimes I have to reality check myself when I'm going through my feed, especially when it comes to fashion and lifestyle bloggers or anybody like that in that, you know, umbrella their pictures are beautiful. Oh my <laughs> gosh, they, they do look perfect. <laughs> yes, they've got like beautiful hair and beautiful clothes and beautiful accessories and beautiful kids and beautiful house and beautiful cars and beautiful landscaping on their house. Like they just have all the thick, beautiful things. So we think. Yes, right? exactly. So we think. Um, so that I sometimes have to reality check myself because I'm like, ain't nobody that perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and social media is the perfect facade, like you said. And then also, even just around people, sometimes I feel the pressure to be perfect. And kind of, I don't know if you watched my story last night, but it's actually kind of related. Oh, yes, because, about Orange Theory? Yes. Why did I yes. feel like around these people I had to run? You know, like yes. I was going to walk, but then all of a sudden I needed to portray myself as better, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you might've been a little competitive too. That's true. So maybe it wasn't about perfectionism. It was more about like competing. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, but I did see your stories about that and it was really, that's true too. You know, in those kind of settings where we're like, I got to show up and show out, man. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> it was not a bad example. No, Darian, because that's real too. I mean, how many times do we show up, whether it's a workout place or just going to dinner with our friends or whatever. And you're like that, that version of showing up and showing out is like, you got to look cute. You got to have cute hair. Like, I mean, it's, it goes across so many areas of our lives. Exactly. But anyway, I wanted to talk about perfectionism today, you guys, because I want to reiterate that perfectionism is the thief of joy. Like if we are trying to be perfect, first of all, that is a paralyzing way to live. It is exhausting. It's never ending because it's not attainable. Um, and if you're over here trying to be perfect, and I'm only speaking from experience because I have lived this. Mm -hmm. And if you guys read my post last week um, on perfectionism, I talked about like, it was just the way I was raised. And I don't, I don't even know intentionally. I just think that there was so much pressure to like not disappoint that that morphed itself into, okay, well, if I'm not going to disappoint, that means I got to be perfect. There is no gray. It's very black and white. And living in that kind of mindset is a really immature childlike kind of way because that's how kids think, right? They're, kids are very black and white. Yeah. You know, it's not until we get older that you know that life, is basically gray. Yeah, every <laughs> aspect gray. of life is gray. Yes, yes. But for me, you know, I lived most of my life trying to be perfect at everything, you know, have the perfect grades, have the perfect hair, perfect clothes, be the perfect athlete, you know, have the perfect friends, the perfect boyfriend, go to 
go to college perfectly, finish in four years, you know, that's perfect. That was perfect in my head. Um, have the perfect career, have the perfect house, have the perfect credit, like perfect <laughs> everything, you guys, you know, try to be the perfect daughter, perfect granddaughter, perfect sister, perfect niece, perfect everything. And all that perfectionism is heavy and it's exhausting. And while you're trying to be perfect for everybody else, you're not showing up for your own life and you're not present in your own life. And so many awesome things are going to pass you by. And I say that because it hurts my heart because that's, that was me for many, many years. And like I said, I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I still, I still have those perfectionist tendencies, right? They still like pull at me a lot, but now at least I'm aware, you know, and I, and I see them and, um, it's a hard, it's a really hard thing to, to overcome. I agree. And I think like mentioned earlier, we have so much pressure and especially when you're on a health and wellness journey, it's almost like you even have more pressure to be perfect because I mean, there's so many videos, so many probably podcasts and pictures of this where we think weight loss is a straight, not a straight line, a diagonal line, right? Like perfect. Right. But it's not, it's, it's up, down, up, down. And we like to think we have to be perfect all the time, or we aren't going to get our goals. We're not going to hit them. Or if people know we're on a wellness journey or a health journey, if they're not saying, you know, if they're not seeing results every week from us or things like that, we just don't even want to tell them. We just think we have to be perfect and that everybody loses every week. Everybody posts the perfect transformation Tuesday every week. But in reality, that's not the case at all. We just think in our brain it is. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring that up because I have had definite moments of, oh my gosh, I have to be the perfect WWer. And especially when you start sharing your journey on social media and you start getting a following and people start, you know, gravitating towards you for whatever reason, then you feel immense pressure to deliver for them, right? And deliver, like you said, a weight loss every week or really awesome motivational post every week mm -hmm. or, you know, a great Transformation Tuesday picture, whatever. And so that pressure becomes very, very heavy. Um, you got the, then I feel, then for me personally, like I, then I started, when I became a WW ambassador, that was like another layer of added yeah. pressure because you're like, oh crap, now, you know, I'm a WW ambassador. I have to be even more perfect in my head. Of course, yeah. that nobody is telling you this, right? <laughs> Just all this dialogue in my own head that now I have to be a perfect, even more perfect WWer because now I'm a WW ambassador. And they, WW has entrusted me with this responsibility. And for me, that means I got to deliver the perfect weight loss journey, the perfect everything for um, my little community, you know? And exactly. Nobody's asking me to do that. No one's asking you to do that. That is just self-inflicted pressure that is absolutely unnecessary. And no one's, no one says that's requirement. First of all, it doesn't exist. Yes. And I think too, so we, we started our Instagrams, which the topic isn't Instagram. It's just a, you know, a good segue for the perfectionism. I think we feel pressure or anyone that has a weight loss Instagram or just an Instagram that they even post, you know, their progress on, we feel the pressure because we think, okay, why did people come follow us? The, it really relates to weight loss in the beginning. So then we think, 
if we're not delivering that, then we're not perfect. People don't want to follow us. But I think sometimes, which I'm still not over this because I'm still on the, you know, I'm probably still a recovering perfectionist. People do like to see our realness sometimes, you know? And so I think it's good that we do share when we're not perfect, but I'm still recovering on this because I feel like in my brain, I need to deliver perfectionism. Right. No. And that, I mean, even if you do not have a WW Instagram or a weight loss kind of focused Instagram, even if you're just at work and people and your coworkers know that you're on WW or any other kind of eating program and they start seeing you be successful. And so they might start like asking you questions on their lunch break or in the break room or whatever. And then all of a sudden, maybe you have a couple of weeks where, you know, it's not as strong as you normally like, you start feeling that pressure too. You don't have to just have an Instagram. It can be just you at work yeah. around your little, your co your group of coworkers. And they look to you as being a health and wellness leader because they know you're on a health and wellness journey. They know that you're trying to change your life and doing well. And, you know, maybe you're taking the stairs at work and maybe you're drinking more water. Maybe you're ordering a salad for takeout lunch and all these things. So they start looking to you as their like wellness leader at work. And then maybe you have a couple of stumbles and hiccups like we all do. And then you feel that pressure to be perfect for your coworkers. You know, this doesn't yes. happen just on social media and Instagram. It happens in any site, any kind of social circle where you feel like you're a leader and you put that pressure on yourself. It's like, oh my gosh, now I'm a leader and I have to do all these things and be perfect and share this. And it happens in every aspect of our lives. And just take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm telling myself, girl, you need to take a deep breath. Like this is a lot. It's a lot, but I do want to read you guys, um, Brene Brown, you know, there's basically not an episode that we do that. I don't talk about Brene Brown and yeah. her amazing work that she does. Um, but she does a lot of work on shame and judgment, um, vulnerability, all these things that go along with our journeys. And she has a book called The Gifts of Imperfection, which mm -hmm. I highly, highly recommend to everybody. But in that book, she describes perfectionism as this. Perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. It's a 20 ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact, it's the thing that really is preventing us from flight. Now that, if that's not powerful, I don't know what it is. If you really sit and ponder those words and you can rewind this like 10 seconds back or whatever, and like listen to that again, or Google it or read the book wherever, cause it's available everywhere. That's so true. You guys, you know, we strive for perfection because when you get down to it and you peel all the onion layers back, the reason you're trying to be perfect for the most part is because you're trying to hide something that you're shameful about or that you feel that you're going to be judged about, or there's some sort of pain that you're trying to mask. That's all that perfectionism is. And when I think about that, that is so true. Like I felt so much shame because I had gained weight. Yeah. So one way I can cover it is by trying to portray myself as perfect in these other areas of my life. And 
if you, I feel like that is probably a lot of us, yeah. you know, we, we really try to like have the perfect house, have the perfect holiday decorations. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this for me because this is what I do. I try to have the perfect house, perfect holiday decorations. I try to wrap my packages perfectly with the perfect bow and no wrinkles in the paper. And I try like everything about it. I try to be perfect. And I really think that not, I think I know for me <laughs> that the reason I want to be perfect in all those areas of my life is because I felt so much shame and pain and judgment for gaining as much weight as I had and letting myself go. I was trying to like not let people see that by pretending I was perfect and showing them all the nice, pretty shiny things. Does that make sense? Yes. I relate to that immensely. Maybe not so much right now in my life, but I think back to high school or even middle school. I, I've shared with you guys before, I've always been the bigger girl. So I made up for it with grades. I was a straight A student. I was valedictorian. I had to be funny. I was always trying to be perfect in other aspects of my life because I was the big girl. And I, you know, everyone else around me was, in my opinion, skinny and pretty and blah, blah, blah. And I just felt embarrassed of the way I looked and my weight. So I had to be perfect in other aspects, whether it was my grades or being funny or even sports when I played softball. So I, I need to pinpoint probably now because I'm sure I'm doing it to mask something now, probably mean, probably my weight gain in this very, very moment because I've gained some weight back, but you're absolutely right. Or Brene is absolutely right. (laughs) Brene Brown knows what she's talking about. You guys like, she knows what's up and I know, man, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I don't care. Y'all need to go <laughs> listen to Brene Brown. <laughs> I wrote down, um, the book that you said, so we can put it in the show notes. Yes. Yes. It's the very, it, and, um, some people like to read books, which is awesome. I am an audiobook person. So I listen to her books on audio because she is the one who narrates them. Oh, cool. And, um, I love when authors narrate their own books because they're able to narrate it and put the emphasis where they intended to when they wrote it, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like they actually um, know and, and what I just they get, meant. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So I love audiobooks. Um, so anyway, go check out Brene Brown's The Gifts of Imperfection. I think that you would get a lot. You would t- you will walk away with a lot from from her work and her teachings and her philosophies. And she's a researcher, so it's all based in her own research and science and studies. So it's not like she just came up with these ideas, you know, out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're real. And it's really great because she is then um, is really good about sharing them in a way that how they've impacted her life. Because when you do that kind of research, obviously you can't do it and then not it impact you as well. Yeah. So it's just, it's just really good. It's really good life stuff. And, um, perfectionism is definitely one of those things that we struggle with. And it's something that, I mean, even to this day, I struggle with, you know, like it is hard. It's so hard. And, you know, one of the pillars in WW is mindset. You know, there's three pillars within mindset, activity, food, and mindset. Um, Mindset, and I know we've said it before, but it's the hardest one. It's the hardest one. And you have to work at it every single day, just like you're a professional athlete. You're trying to shoot like free throws or a three-pointer and like be the best in the NBA and be like Michael Jordan status. He just didn't get there overnight. Like he had to practice, practice, practice. And I feel like that's what we have to do with our mindset is we, we can't let a day 
or two go by without addressing it or, you know, working it out in some kind of way. Um, because it will take all of the happy moments from your life if you're just living in a perfectionist bubble and don't want anything to penetrate it. If you're just trying to be perfect. You guys, that's not real. That's not real. And I got a lot of messages last week from, from women that were older in their fifties mm. and their sixties saying, thank you for sharing this because I'm still working on this at my age, yeah. you know, for everyone who's younger, you got to start doing this work now because you don't want to be later in life and you go through your whole life trying to be perfect for others and trying to show up perfect and trying to portray perfectionism and when it's really unattainable, you know, like you won't be able to, I don't think in my personal opinion, just won't be able to fully enjoy the sweet stuff in life. Oh, if you're, sure. you know, scurrying around trying to be perfect for everybody else. For sure. And I relate this, a small, small example I shared with you before we did this, like, let's say I'm going out to eat pizza with my family or something, and they all know that I'm on WW and I want to be perfect. I'm thinking about how I need to order a salad or something when I should truly be living in the moment with my family and order, just have a slice of pizza. But in my mind, I want to be so perfect. And I think another side of perfectionism too, for me, is sometimes I think if I'm not perfect, then I'm not, I don't need to do it at all. So it's very black and white and I do not need to have that mindset. Like, especially when it comes to WW and food, sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I already had, let's say I had one piece of pizza that was within my daily points. Well, then I had another one. Now I'm over. Oh, I might as well eat a whole jar of peanut butter. Like that makes no sense. But to me, sometimes I just feel like if I'm not perfect, then what's the point? But I was thinking about it and we don't, we aren't perfect probably at anything, right? Like literally to be perfect at something is just unattainable in general. And so just because we're not perfect at our job, we don't quit every day and try to find a new job every day. So I really had to put that in perspective. Like I love my job. I'm good at my job. You know, my bosses say I'm doing great, but no way am I perfect. I make mistakes, but I'm not quitting every day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I feel too, like, um, I just, this thought just came to me, but like, you know, we try to be so perfect at everything. And if you're a mom, I think it's easy to try to, to it's easy to kind of portray that onto your children as well you know, because your children are a reflection of you, right? Yeah. So you want them to dress nice. You want them to stay clean. You want them to want their hair perfect. You want the bow on straight. You want everybody to look nice and pressed for church. And we're showing up on time and look at my perfect family. And I, I've got my shit together. You know, that's what you want people to think. But inside, you know, you might just be like, man, I'm crumbling right now, but no one would know because you're showing up and presenting your way that in your eyes and in other people's eyes, it's perfect. So even as parents, I think, and as spouses and just people in general, really, it is perfectionism is something that our society, I think, just holds up so high. And so that's where, and this is not just now, I mean, this has been going on for like generations and generations and generations. You know, perfectionism is 
is one way, you know, you're thin, you're skinny, you have a small waist, you've got great hair, great yeah. teeth, great smile, great eyes, great brows, luscious lashes, you know, your curls are perfect, you know, all the things, but that's all exterior. That's yeah. all exterior and nobody is perfect. Nobody. Um, so if there's anything that this podcast <laughs> has taught you, I hope you can walk away with knowing that perfectionism doesn't exist. Um, you know, none of us are perfect. we got to let it go. Perfectionism is the thief of joy. Really, really, yeah. really think about those words. Perfectionism is the thief of joy. And that's, yeah. if you think about it, I mean, it makes sense. And then that Brene Brown quote I read, oh my gosh, it is so powerful. I feel it's so powerful. And maybe for me, I think it's super powerful because it speaks to my soul because I feel like she wrote those words for me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh girl, yes. Oh girl, you need to get out. You need to snap out of it. Snap out of it. Um, but anyway, I just felt like it was a really important conversation to have because I know it struck a chord last week when we talked about it and it can go deeper. I mean, it can go real deep. And we're talking about it, you know, just a little bit here. Um, but it's definitely, I wanted to have us, wanted us to have the conversation because it's really hard to talk deep about topics like this on Instagram when you're yeah. only allowed four slides at a time and like 140 characters and a caption or whatever it is. No, I think that's Twitter. Yeah, anyway, but, characters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't just go on and on on the Instagram caption. Um, because perfectionism is, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's sticky. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. And, um, you know, it doesn't, it's not real. It's not yeah. real. My friend, um, Amanda Fay, her, she's famously fit on Instagram, F-A-W or F-A-Y. She said this and it is kind of exactly what you said about Brene Brown and it's the thief of joy and everything. She heard the quote, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And I really had to think about that because being good is great. Like we can, we can just be good at something. I can have just good hair. I don't have to have perfect hair and things like that. And it just really relates to everything we talked about. Like even your job, you can be good at your job. You don't have to be perfect at your job, you know, as far as tracking and what you eat, like we don't have to be perfect. We just have to be good. And so I just thought yes. when she said that, I was yeah. like, I need to say that. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. That is good. <laughs> you know, good is, is great. You know, in a lot of, in a lot of circumstances, I mean, you can be, you can have a, gr a really good weight loss journey and it's not perfect, but it's really good and you're doing great. You know, like there's, I need to actually dig up, um, you know how you can do the chart if you go into your yes. WWF, you can do the chart, like the lifetime um, weigh-ins and you can kind of see, I need to pull mine up because mine's definitely a roller coaster. You know, weight loss is not linear by any means. Um, and like Ashley from um, Ashley F. I think that's oh yeah yeah <laughs> WWE. Actually, a good friend of mine. I can't I was even like, remember her handle. I right literally just... talk to her daily, and you don't know her Instagram name. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashley. I just it's because I know her just by Ashley because she's my friend. Um, she talks about weight loss journey being a heartbeat. It's up and down, up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down, and it's true. It's true. And once you flatline, you're dead. <laughs> Damn, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're so morbid. We're so morbid here on the What's the Points podcast. I know. Dot death. I'm just kidding. Death. Um, no. I just kidding, friends. We love you. Yes, we love you. Yes, I think just 
good, good episode. Like we are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. Don't let it be your thief of joy. You can still be good at things. You just need to be consistent. And I think kind of my, what's the point is literally that like, don't quit. You don't quit your job because you're not perfect. It's okay to be good. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think also, um, if you want to maybe dig deeper about perfectionism, or maybe you're struggling and wrestling with some thoughts on what you think about perfectionism, how it impacts your life, man, Google is your best friend. Just dive in, start reading things, start listening to things, just start. I would start with Brene Brown, obviously. Um, but you know, just start because, you know, Darren and I talked about it today, but it was very, it's really hard to go like way deep into these things because they're really personal too. Um, so if you feel like, you know, what we're talking about really hits home with you, then I encourage you to keep, keep digging, keep researching, keep reading, keep listening, keep doing all the things. Um, and try to find out where those thoughts come from, where those feelings come from. I know I've had to do a lot of work personally, Mm -hmm. you know, with that, with therapists, with counselors, with life coaches, with all books, with podcasts. I mean, I've, I've consumed so many things. I mean, over the years, I mean, this is not just an overnight thing. I mean, I've had to really, really do the work. Um, so I encourage you that if you're still seeking answers, you're still curious about some things to, you know, just start digging, start digging. Exactly. That was good. I do want to give a small shout out. I mentioned it to you before this call. I'm in like a millennial women, girls. I mean, guys can probably be in it too. Um, WW group on Facebook and we have a group me and they have really been helping me. And I asked them today if they had anything about perfectionism and a bunch of people said stuff. I used what Amanda said. And then also Danielle, she is DD on WW on Instagram, gave me some great pointers, great advice. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to them. Um, if you're a millennial and sorry that it's like only millennials, but sorry. Anyways, is it really discriminatory, Darian? I was kind of like, wait, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe it's not millennials anymore. I'll ask someone, but if you, I mean, do they ask your birthday? Like, how do they know? So it, you're right. They don't know actually. So if you guys want to be in the Facebook group, um, DM me on Instagram and I'll add you because the more the merrier. I don't think you have to be a millennial. I don't know. Millennials are very cool. I don't think I'm cool enough to be in that group. Yeah, actually, it's um, a quiz before you join about um, millennial um, talk. So, like no, what? Not. Jonas Brothers? Hey, yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew you would like that. I knew uh, you would like that. Um, yeah, I think it was a really important conversation for us to have. I think it hits home with a lot of people. And um, if you haven't seen the post, go check it out. I posted it last week. It's a picture of me in a bikini pointing at my cellulite. What, yeah. what? You look great though. You look great. Thanks. Cool, you guys. Okay, as always, follow us on Instagram. I'm at Biggie Defitty, B-I-G-G-Y, the number two, F-I-T-T-Y. And then Yvonne is at TexyMexy underscore living, T-E-X-Y-M-E-X-Y underscore living. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, we love having you here. We love seeing your feedback and sharing us on social media. So keep doing that. Keep tagging us. If you like what we're doing here, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And um, we love hearing from all of you. So thank you all so much who listen um, every week. Yeah. And we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Adios, friends. Bye.